Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive, or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. Well, it's been a morning. It's one of those days, and that's all right. Um, So, hopefully, for some of our stuff this morning, we'll have our screen on the left uh, or to your right. Um, And uh, we'll see. We'll just see what happens. So, fortunately, um, we don't have to have that in order for God to be here, thankfully. I read that in a book somewhere. So, um, but before we we move on... um, can I ask Colin and Emma, our interns, would you just come on up? Yeah. So if you don't, you, some, many of you don't know, but they've been interning with us this year since September. They're interning through May. And here's the thing. They have, they have uh, I know you've read three. Is it four books? Three books? I feel like it's four. I know three for sure. Um, and uh, book studies, uh, they are serving all across uh, the spectrum, so they're serving in youth, they're serving in worship, they're serving in uh, media and a million other things, wherever there's a need, of course, set up and tear down, uh, and everywhere you can think of, they're, they've been involved and in serving, so, and even throughout the week, not just Sundays, uh, definitely not just Sundays, and pouring themselves out, plus sitting down with uh, uh, me one-on-one some, sitting down with other people in the church one-on-one. Um, learning, growing in their things. Uh, Emma's more on a worship emphasis. Colin's just general and, and pouring out. But the other thing they're doing is memorizing scripture each week. So um, uh, we gave them a few weeks off. But this now they're, uh, I gave them some weeks off because they memorized a big one. They memorized the book of Philemon uh, together. And at this point, they're going to, well, they're just going to show off because I asked them to. So, all right, who's first? Collins first. Go ahead. Uh, This is a letter from Paul, a prisoner for preaching uh, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To our beloved co-worker, Philemon, to our sister, Aphia, and our fellow soldier, Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house, may God our Father grant you grace and peace. I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon. Because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things you have in Christ. Um, Your love has given me much joy and comfort, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing to do, but because of our love, I prefer to simply ask you. I appeal to you to show kindness to our chi- my child once missed. I became his father while here in the faith. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Once missed hasn't been of much use to you, but now he is of use to both of us. I wanted to keep him here with me while in these chains, but I did not want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help me because you were willing, not because you were forced. 
It seems you lost one Smith for a little while just to have him back forever. One Smith is no longer like a slave to you, but he was a brother. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or if he owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, will repay it, and I write this with my own hand. I won't even mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, do this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I am confident as I write this that you will do what I ask and even more. Um, one more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that the Lord will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. So do Mark, Luke, Aristarchus, and Demas, my fellow co-workers. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Give it up to him. Good job. Good job, guys. You can go sit down. Thank you. How many of you can say you've memorized a book of the Bible? <laughs> right? Yeah, me either. So, but I can say I told somebody to. <laughs> Leadership. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, uh, so, it's, it's one of those Sundays. It's Christmas. Um, we love it. And, and, and today, the theme, right, of our, this Advent day is joy. Um, it, I don't know if we can show, can we, can we click those pictures? Is that possible? No? Try, try pouring water over the laptop <laughs> and then seeing if that'll, or yeah, or use a hammer, just, just hit it. And there we go. So just start with some Christmas joy. <laughs> some good, some solid Christmas pics. This is, this is a family that may never have children. Um, by choice. <laughs> My choice. It's our fur baby. Don't you? All right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you, ever had, you ever wanted to do that with the elf? Just like, this is what it's going to be. Give up the information. So, yeah, yeah. And lastly, just, just some Christmas joy. Yeah, this is one. I like this one. This kid's like, please don't do this to me. I'm embarrassed for both of us right now, right? That's the feeling. That's the thought. I think that's it, right? That's all our, that's all our pictures. Yeah, so, uh, the, but just, just Christmas joy. Like, there is something this time of year. There's something about it. Um, and, 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 th and then there's some things that you're just like, no, it's not all great. I, I remember growing up, like, we would get together as a family and, Man, my cousins, my cousins, I had one cousin every year who would hand out the presents, and he would just, the same jokes every year. And I mean, he knew it, too. Like, it was intentional. I'm going to tell you the same joke every year. The first couple of years, you're like, that's pretty clever. Year 12, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, nobody's laughing. Like, no, I share this every year. And the truth is, that's just life, right? And there's joy in it, and then there's not. You know, there's... I know when we get together, this or this is going to happen, you know, every single time, no matter what. There's, there's something, there's, there's fun and joy in it, and yet, there's monotony, there's tiredness. And I think also, there's, there's times, the joy is alongside sorrow this time of year. 
truth is that that's the reality. I don't, is anybody living on this end of 2020 and everything's going awesome top to bottom? No, we all have, we all have a taste of the brokenness of this world. And if we don't have a taste, we have the aftertaste. Like it just, you can't shake it. Some of you, you know, you can't get together with family members because you're there, whoever's not, you know, vaxxed or masked or whatever, fill in the blank. Or they don't want to just out of fear. Right? It's just, what's happening? Like it, it's, it's been shaken a little bit. It's not the same. It feels, it feels tough. It feels hard. Right? And, and, and for some of us, like, it's the same joy. But some of you, you you're facing grief or, or you've been through grief. And I'll tell you, and as somebody who's walked out grief, like the first of everything is the hardest. The first holiday, the first, the first birthdays, the first anniversary, it's hard. I was with somebody um, this week uh, just visiting, and, man, they're just going through a horrible time, just absolutely horrible. And uh, I, just, I just stopped by their house, and they just, Man, they just broke down, and I don't blame them. They were going through a terrible time. And I prayed with them, and I listened. And, you know, I wish sometimes, sometimes you wish, like, you could just have what Jesus had in that moment all the time where you could lay hands on it, and bam, it's just all better. And yet, that's not what we live in. Some of, some of you, like, that's your theology, and, and great. Man, you can have my job if you can do that. But the truth, that's not always true, is it? We do walk through suffering. There is a level of, we can't make it all right here in heaven. Yet there was a joke about a certain type of faith healer uh, from Babylon B. Like, why doesn't, but they were just making the point. Like, if they're seeing all these people healed, why do they not go to a children's hospital? Right? And then, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's not that God doesn't, God heals. Of course he does. God forgives. God redeems. God brings incredible joy. And yet there is sorrow. There is struggle. Right? And, and you're like, what a great message on joy you're giving, Pastor Brian. <laughs> but the thing about joy is it's found and seen against those circumstances. It's not, as Dave was saying, it's not happiness. It's something deeper. It's a fruit of our life that comes out. Saying that God has it when, when it when it doesn't seem to be working, when I seem isolated, alone, broken, outcast, I can't figure it out. But he's got it and I can trust him. So today we're we're reading about the story of the shepherds, which is where that thing was. And as I was I, but I want to finish my point was I'm talking to this person and they're unloading about their life on their front porch is a little Christmas decoration. It just says joy. And I'm thinking this person doesn't have joy right now. Like they, they don't seem, but it, that's not true. And there it was in the moment, like in the midst of all the heartache, joy is still there. In the midst of where it seems like God can't be there, God isn't in. No, he is, even when it doesn't seem or look like it. And that's the story of the shepherds. It really is. It's a really 
kind of an amazing story. And the more you study it, the more joy comes out of it. So if you have your Bibles, you can go there, but it's Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. This is near where Mary gave birth to baby Jesus uh, with Joseph in the manger. So they've had to travel from where they lived to Bethlehem. Uh, They tried to find a place to stay. They couldn't. Uh, then they tried to find an inn. Now, here's the thing. Back then, you didn't stay in inns, motels, hotels. They didn't, you, didn't, you only stayed in those if you had nowhere else to go because they were dangerous places to stay and not well kept. So, so if you can't even get into the inn, it's not going well. And can you imagine being like, I can't get into the inn while my wife is, about to go, uh, while my wife is in labor? Now, if that were me, my wife would be, I cannot believe you didn't make reservations, right? How did you not plan for this? I told you to leave two weeks ago. Like, uh, uh, anybody here? You can understand that, right? That would have been the conversation that we had. You did not reserve this. It's so easy, right? That, but that's, I'm sure Joseph was probably in that scenario, like, um, honey, I meant to, but, you know, the angel thing, it was just hanging over my head. You know, whatever it is, like, it just, he didn't get it straight. And, and so, and then the, then he says, so, the, in, then says, you can stay in basically my stable where I keep the livestock in back. And I can't imagine what Joseph's thinking in that moment, coming out like, honey, good news. <laughs> Things just turned our direction. <laughs> I'll wait till you're done screaming. And then, and then, you know, wait till the contraction ends. And then we get to hang out with the cattle in the back. Right. You know the feeding trough where the animals eat out of? We can put our baby in that. The Savior. <laughs> the Messiah. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. Happy Valentine's Day. Right? So... And there were shepherds living out in the field, and so these shepherds were nearby um, watching these sheep. This was their job, keeping watch. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, and I will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So here's the thing. He shows up to shepherds. The angels show up to shepherds. And the thing is, it was easy to find. Like, here's here's how you're going to know you found the right place. There will be a baby that has just been born and a woman who has just given labor with the livestock. And he will be sleeping and where the livestock eat from. Even back then, that wasn't normal. <laughs> right? If you find that, you found the spot. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, no. It's not this delivery room slash farm barn house. It's the one two doors down. No, it was the only one. And suddenly a great 
company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem, see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. And the angel said to them about this child, uh, and, and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to the flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they heard and seen, just as the angel had told them. The first thing you need to know that you can take joy in is that God speaks. God still speaks. Did you know the shepherds, they weren't allowed to speak in court because they were considered too untrustworthy of a class? Because what would happen was they would, they would watch sheep, but they would watch other people's sheep. So if you owned a flock or something, you, you, would, you would hire the shepherd to watch your flock. And what would happen is they would mix them up. They'd be like, I don't know, I think it was this, this one was mine. But they would also steal. They would, they would try and siphon off a, a, a sheep or two. And so they were, they were most likely, you know, thieves often. It was how they would get by to make a living. It wasn't honest, but it was how they could live. So they weren't even allowed to testify in court because their word was considered nothing. And God speaks to them. But here's the, listen to this, God speaks to them first. The ones who culture considers a liar. God tells them the truth first. Yeah, Mary and Joseph, yes. But beyond that, who else knows? Nobody. But the shepherds, God tells them. That's amazing. That God would speak to somebody who seems like they're not worthy in in their own society. They're not worthy of hearing anything. They're not worthy of God's word. They're, they're, they're these people. They're, um, they're, they're, they're the mistakes people. They're the ones who kind of look like this. I don't know if we can throw that up. I think we got it. So the shepherd's life looks like kind of like this. It could be the purpose of your life is only to serve as a warning to others. Right? That's, that's what people think of shepherds. Who are you? You're nobody. Your best days are with livestock, right? You talk to them. They don't talk back. And if they do, I really don't care what you have to say, right? This is their job. And sheep are not smart animals. Did you know this? Some of you have your farms, you know. They're not not rebellious. They're not trying to run off. Like if you don't guide them away from the cliff, they could just walk off. They're not bright. And your job is guarding that. Right? Like it's, it's, it's I, heard a, I heard a comedy bit years ago. They're like, if aliens came to earth, who would they think was running us? Like, I think they'd think dogs, right? Pulling us on a chain, we're picking up their feces, right? They seem happy, you seem kind of upset. 
right? Who's in charge? Same thing's true with the shepherd. Like, who is this? <laughs> Who's in charge here? They don't seem that bright, and you're just hanging out with them all night? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Where? And God says, hey, I see you. It's almost like God has a sense of humor about it. Like, are you going to tell the kings first? No. Are you going to tell, are you going to tell like the Romans, their leadership, their centurions? No. Who are you going to tell? Plumbers. Right? Like that's, that seems to be kind of the answer. No, shepherds. And I, you know, I think even heaven was like, did you hear who he's going to tell first? He's not going to tell the people who cast the news. Thank God. Right? We live in a similar time. <laughs> Thank God the news, the, the, don't believe all the news you hear because God's not telling them because they're not listening as much. They don't have the best news anymore. And God speaks to those who are not supposed to hear from God. And he speaks to them first. If you think, who am I to hear from God, you are in good company. You're not alone. And I've been doing this long enough. Let me tell you, and I, I, this, this is all I'm going to say, so relax. Nobody's business is going to get out there. But nobody's life is unbroken. No one's. If you're like, I've been in church my whole life, fifth generation. I've been super saved since I was one, you know, like whatever. I was baptized seven times just to make sure it was done right. I'm flying to Israel to get baptized in the Jordan just to shore it up, you know, et cetera. I tithe 80%. Everybody's stuff is, everybody's broken. Everybody has their stuff. And it's all pretty ugly. Some of it's more public than others, but it's all like that. We're all shepherds, and we're all very humble that God would speak to us at all, or at least we should be, that you would speak to me at all. I don't deserve it. None of us deserve God's voice to us, and that's the message here on this day. Take joy. Has God ever spoken anything to you? If he has... Take joy. None of us are worthy of that. But he doesn't come for the worthy. He comes to make us worthy. We're not worthy. And not only that, I think God's sending a message. God's not looking for royalty. He's looking for stewards that would just follow his voice, guide his sheep, care for them. That's it. It's not, we make it really complicated. We make a lot of rules, right? Don't we? You can't watch this movie. You can't hang out with those people. You can't do those things, which we don't have a lot of that here because when you start having church in a gym with only one TV that works on any given Sunday, right, at some point you've got to be like, how religious can you be? Preaches in jeans and a leather jacket, like, you know. Is his head shaved or not? I can't really tell, right? You can't be that religious, but we can. We make rules up as we go. We try and fill in those blanks, and then God shows up and speaks to shepherds, and it throws all the rules right out the window. God's 
You don't have to take joy in your circumstance. You take joy in the God who speaks into your circumstance. These shepherds, they're they're never going to amount to anything according to their society. They're not like Americans. They can't ascend the ladder of success. They can't get a government loan to, to, to start a small business and hopefully it takes off. They can't sell essential oils and, and ascend up the ladder. Like, none of that's going to happen for them. No, no, they are shepherds. This is it. At most, you'll watch more sheep, which doesn't feel like a promotion to me. And God speaks to them. Hey, I see you. Come and, come and see what I'm doing. Come and look at this. And some of you, you, you might be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard God speaking to me. And I hear him, but I don't see him. So where is he? Well, here's the thing. Also, in the same thing, God shows up. Verses 13 and 14, right? Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Can you? I can't imagine coming home from work that day. Hi, honey, how was your day? Uh, well... Like, tell them, oh, angels appeared to me. I went and saw the Son of God was born and stuff. Like, really? Is that right? Sure wasn't some sheep, honey, and just got really late? <laughs> you know, are you, do you think the sheep is the Son of God? Because <laughs> I heard you naming them recently. Right, that's, that's, I think that's probably what they'd start thinking. That's what I'd think. God just shows up out of nowhere. And that's, that's what can happen. Don't take joy. I understand some of us are like, I don't see God anywhere. But you can take joy in, but God can show up. And God does show up. He will. So here's what's really cool. Did you know the shepherds weren't allowed to even participate in ceremonial laws? Like, they couldn't do what everybody else did. So there were laws of ceremony in order to come before God, in order to worship. There were laws of, like, do this and do that, and then you could come to the temple, and, and then the priests will do this and that for you, and that, that's how you would worship. Shepherds couldn't do that because they were considered too unclean because of what they did. And the glory of God... That, so, in their time, the glory of God was only in the temple. Maybe God would speak through a prophet or a priest, but, but the glory of God is manifest presence that we often take for granted as New Testament believers when we worship. That presence was only allowed in the Holy of Holies, and only the highest class of priest could enter that place once a year. And they weren't even allowed to go to the priests for them to do that for their sake. They weren't even allowed to go to the temple or practice ceremonial law because they're too unclean. And the glory of heaven shows up before them. And a little bit I wonder, like, how is that possible? Because they're not made clean yet because Jesus was already 
at work. The work of the cross was already getting started. God's presence was made manifest, was put before people that weren't even allowed to worship. If you think you're not worthy of worship, truth, the truth is, yeah, you're right, neither am I. None of us are worthy. But that is the wonder. He brings down his presence to us, the unworthy, and makes us worthy. He shows off. He shows up to them. Why would God do that? There's, I think there's a lot of reasons. But one, God cannot be restricted. One thing I think I, I'm pretty sure of is God is, a, God is not a fan of being told what he can't do. Like, God doesn't show up to shepherds. And God's like, all right, <laughs> tell me what I can't do. Well, God doesn't move on people like this. Yeah, he does. I wouldn't say that. Years ago, when I, uh, when I left Wisconsin the first time, we moved here for about six months. And when I left there, I said, God, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything you want me to do. Just two things, not further north and not a small town. And heaven laughed with a roar. Because <laughs> that is exactly where I ended up. A town of 3,000 people in northwest Wisconsin. Amory, Wisconsin. Where exactly? <laughs> because you have to aim to find it. Sharp and true. Because it is nowhere. Nobody's ever heard of it. I hadn't either. Most of the days I still forget about it. But it was an amazing season of God moving. Right? But I told God what he shouldn't do. And I learned. Now I try and like reverse psychology God. Like, God, don't make me wealthy. Don't do it. <laughs> God, don't give us a 12,000 square foot building. You can't do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't do that. But, but, but he knows like, God can show up. He really can. And we've got to believe that. But you know what? Best part, even with the shepherds, you don't have to believe it for it to be true. The shepherds weren't like, you know, I'm believing in faith one day that God will show up with a multitude of angels and lead us to a barn. <laughs> because if they did, they would probably be fired. <laughs> right? Like, the sheep have gotten to you. It's time to do something else. The joy... That God shows up even when we don't expect Him to. How many here have had God just show up out of nowhere in your life? God just do things that you're like, I had no clue. There's a great story. This isn't even in my notes, but I, I, there's a story in the New Testament of Jesus' ministry. It's one of my favorites, largely because of the honesty. There's a, there's, a, there's a man who comes to Jesus saying, hey, would you heal this person? And, and, and uh, Jesus says, by your faith, I'll heal him. And Jesus says, uh, and he's like, well, I, I, I believe you can. And Jesus kind of questions him, like, you, you hope I can or you think I can? And 
It's like, well, Lord, I, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because I'm wrestling. If you struggle with doubt and unbelief, welcome to the family. Anybody here who says they've never struggled with doubt, you're just a liar. Because <laughs> you are human. You're like, ah, I've had all the faith all the time everywhere. <laughs> all right, give me five minutes. <laughs> like, I don't, just don't believe you. Like, we all struggle. Some of us more than others. But we all struggle. Doubt's going to come. This is what we do with it. It's where we take it, where we bring it. And the joy is not that we... We will, God's going to, that's what we want, right? We want faith that says, I'm never going to doubt, I'll never doubt again. Those are the songs on Christian radio. I'll never doubt again. And I'm sitting like, you're a stinking liar. Somebody cut their contract, and I bet they do, right? That's, that's what will happen. It happens. Doubt's going to come. We don't live there and dwell on that because there's no good in that, but it's coming. Congratulations, trouble's coming. Congratulations, trials are going to come. Jesus promised it. We all want the promises of God. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to, plans to prosper you and, all, you know, and, and give you hope in a future. That's, that's the one I stand on. Okay. Do you know that's written to a bunch of people in exile and slavery? Because I would have been like, uh, I think that is the worst word ever at that time. I would have been like, you suck as a prophet, and uh, your TBN show is canceled. <laughs> That's how I would have felt. But, but now we're here about 5,000 years later, and that word rings true. But in the moment, it didn't. Jesus also said, trouble will come. Nobody stands on, there's no elevation song about that one. <laughs> Right? There's no Hillsong song about trouble will come. Hallelujah. Like nobody's singing that. And yet it's a promise. Look at the New Testament church. For most of them, it did not end well. And I don't want to look at that. I want to be like, no, health and wholeness and wealth and 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 and, and Christian married sexy. That's what I want to be. That's what I want. You know, in a, in a holistic, healthy way, right? That's what I want. But it may not come. Balding may come. Right? It, and yet God can still show up. It's not expecting God to do what I want him to. It's expecting God. Somewhere in there, the shepherds must have believed that God is just is who he says he is. I have a hard time thinking that the shepherds didn't believe in anything. They must have believed something. But not, God doesn't just show up. When he shows up, he also shows off. What does it say? It's suddenly, a great Host of heaven. So I want to read something to you from a, from a commentary on Luke from InterVarsity Press. You may have never heard this. I think if you went to the women's Christmas thing, you might have heard a bit about this. 
it is not unlikely that the shepherds were pasturing flocks destined for the temple sacrifices. Flocks were supposed to be kept only in the wilderness, according to uh, several different uh, books of the Talmud. And a rabbinic rule provides that any animal found between Jerusalem and a spot near Bethlehem must be presumed to be a sacrificial victim. The same rule speaks of finding Passover offerings within 30 days of the feast. What does that mean? So it is highly likely, though we can't be sure, it's highly likely they were watching over flocks that were meant for temple sacrifice. They were lambs for worship. And God interrupts and says, I'm going to come show you the Lamb of God. You're watching faithfully over the flocks for worship. Come and see the one where all get to worship from. Come and watch over for just a moment God's sheep for the slaughter. So in this moment, see, God doesn't just show up. We think it's awesome because angels were there. That is awesome. But what was truly awesome is the ones who maybe were watching the lambs meant for worship in the temple. Jesus said, come on over here. I'm going to show you the Lamb of God, which will make every person a temple. God shows off. God doesn't just take care of our needs. He goes way above and beyond. Sometimes it's not as quick as we'd like it to be or the way we want it to be. And I, man, I get that. But we take joy in who God is and that he can speak at any time. He can show up out of nowhere and he'll show off when he does. And I guess the encouragement I want to give you today is you don't even have to believe it. Because God is not limited by your belief. Some people teach that. If that's true, nobody would ever get saved. Because if you aren't saved, you can't believe. Now that being said, God partners with our faith. For sure he does. But God shows up out of nowhere and just, man, he just shows off. Now we don't know these shepherds' names, but we know that they were there, that they saw God, and they, and not only that, they spread the word right? So they went from, right? They went back to their towns and they told everybody and people were in awe. So they went from people who weren't believed in court to everybody hearing how they had seen God themselves and they believed the story. In a moment, God changed their life and their, and their reputation and who they were. Not because of what they did, but because of what God did. I know sometimes it's hard to have joy. 
But here's the thing. Joy is not a thing you have like, like, like keys or, or, or a smartphone. It's birth in you. It's a fruit that comes out of you. Fruit is, the, the Bible says joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It grows out of our life. You don't look at a tree in the yard. Anybody here have a fruit tree in the yards? An apple tree or something like that? We have like a crab apple tree in our backyard. And it, and it pours down into our backyard at times. And uh, we get a plethora of hornets with it. It's really good. And, uh, but that tree, I never see that tree being like, uh, I don't want to have apples today. Blah. It just drops all the apple. Like that doesn't happen. And if you see that happen you should talk to a counselor because it's not happening, right? It doesn't, it, it doesn't just drop all and it, doesn't, and it doesn't force it out either. It's not like, make an apple! Oh, there we go. Like trees don't do that either, right? It's just a natural outgrowth of being an apple tree. You are a follower of Christ and an outgrowth is joy. It's going to come. look at him and you say, I believe you. Help my unbelief, but I believe you. I believe in you. I don't believe in me. I don't believe in that, but I believe in you. I take joy that you speak and you show up and you can even show off. God could do that now in this room if he wanted to. A host of angels could join us knows maybe they are God could sweep across this room and heal every disease and sickness and illness he could God could go straight to your debt and just pay it all off I could go right into your marriage and say I got this and just heal the wounds take joy there are times I'm real honest there are times I feel like when when you've been holding long enough you feel like the shepherd's out there you feel like you know I believe in God I just haven't seen him show up in a real long time so it's not that you quit on belief so much as you're just like well whatever I'm living with it like well God does care but he doesn't care about this It's not true. I don't know why God doesn't do what he doesn't do sometimes. I wish I did. I I don't know. But I know it's not true that he doesn't care. Take joy that he is who he says he is. Take heart. Right? Psalm says it. David says it. Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God my joy is not when where I am if our joy is in where we are it's gone as soon as we're not there anymore it's in Him I am in His righteous right hand my joy isn't in the tech working it's nice but the day it's not well there goes my joy no These guys worked their tails off this morning. And even so, 
the demon of television said no. And he won. So what? Who cares? Because our best is just, it doesn't matter. We can't make all the things happen. We bring our little, we are the drummer boy. Like, you know what I think a brand newborn baby and a woman who just gave birth in a barn needs? Drums! A drum solo, that's probably what they want. It's not a true story, it's just a, it's just lore, but that is the idea. Like, I'll just bring what I got, and the Lord is pleased. The person in the worst saying, I praise, that is the joy of the Lord. The person who hasn't seen God move and said, I believe, that's the joy of the Lord. And the person who says, I've watched God do it, and I think he'll do it again, that's the joy of the Lord. If I could leave you with anything, here's what I would tell you today. It should be on the screen if it obeys. You just don't know what God can do with anything or anyone at any time and anywhere. You just don't know what God can do with anything or anyone at any time or anywhere. That is something to take joy in. Joy is tough, especially when it's tough. It's hard to, it's hard to have that fruit. We're honest, how many of us the last couple of years, not just Corona, but anything else that has happened, Corona ain't helping. Man, it's just taking a toll. Put your hands up. I'm putting mine up. I'm actually putting, this isn't me exampling. I'm putting mine up. It's taking a toll. No, put your hands up. Keep them up for just a minute. Look around this room. Some of you are like, no, I'm good. Good for you. But the rest of us are like, uh, it's kicked my butt and it hasn't taken its foot out yet. <laughs> and it's not great. Okay, you put your hands down. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Feel joy. Can we do this? I'm going to ask everybody to put their hands up, which was virtually everybody. Just one step of faith today. You know I don't do this every week. Would you step out, come down? Can we worship for just a minute? What song do we have, Riker? Our God Saves. Our God Saves. Pretty apropos. <laughs> right? Let's stand up. Let's come down. Yep, yep, right now. And let's just sing that chorus together one time. Maybe you've been watching God save you and you just want to praise Him for it. And maybe you're like, I have seen, it almost seems like God's digging a bigger ditch for me. <laughs> like His plan for me is ditches. And I don't love it. <laughs> But it isn't, and I want to take just the moment, just a moment, and say, God, I'm going to say you are who you say you are. Not my circumstance, not what I think, what I feel, but that you are a Savior. That's your title. You are God. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10. 